Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. Uh, this is Constant Agitation, your weekly podcast. Uh, I'm Jimmy, and as always, I'm joined by Eva. Hi everyone. How are you doing? Good, good. Busy last week, actually. Feels like we left leave three weeks in between this right? last podcast and this podcast. So much happened in the last right? week. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, in the, during the past week, we gained a lot of new... Uh, uh, subs yeah yeah like uh, i was gonna say we gained a lot of new members in the family yes <laughs> the crunchy fingers family and uh we'd like to welcome you maybe a lot of you are watching the show for the first time mm-hmm. um it seems pretty empty here in the room there is nobody <laughs> yet live i mean it's the summer everybody's it's the end out of July, yeah. enjoying the weather but i'm sure people will start coming in but a lot of you are watching after the fact so welcome as well and uh yeah you might be listening to this uh, on the podcast yes. app. We do get like a regular 12, 15 listens. So yeah. it's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, what was I going to say? Welcome to the show. This is Constant Agitation, our weekly podcast where we talk about a different photographer every week. We usually have, uh, not usually, but sometimes have some questions, sometimes have some news mm-hmm. that we like to cover. Uh, there was not any news uh, today. We, we thought there might be some good news, right? Yeah. <laughs> or news to talk about yeah there wasn't though it was there was a i mean if you open your youtube app right now you will see like seven videos talking about <laughs> the new sony camera which is like just another different digital camera i don't know what's the point of anyways i mean i think the bloggers and yeah bloggers are a bit market and i think that's what they're catering for yeah basically uh, although bloggers are becoming more and more like tech like they go with rigs that are insane some bloggers yeah, a lot of people are using their phones. I think also, fo- yeah. I think phones are pretty good. Like if you have one of the newer smartphones nowadays. I mean, the the two or three vlogs that I made taking photos around, I really like how they look. Right. Even though it's kind of like crazy go with the monopod around with the t- selfie stick. But yeah, <laughs> but it, take, it takes a lot of the fiddling with the camera out of the equation. Yeah, definitely. It's yeah. it's very streamlined, yeah. very simple and easy. If you don't get too stressed about like post-processing or whatever, you just focus on making the content. I think the phone is brilliant. Yeah. You just click record and, you know, start talking to the camera, mm-hmm. which makes you, like gives you, kind of forces you to focus more on what you're doing with your recording rather on how it looks and all your cinematic slow motion <laughs> stuff. I wonder, did you actually watch any of the videos about the new Sony camera? I did watch one. Did, what did, what new do they bring to the table? I no. wasn't sure because yeah. I watch camera conspiracies and I just watch it for the com- yeah, com- comedic for value. The comedy, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I didn't really pay attention to anything about the camera itself. I think they changed a few things. They took out some features, put in different features. You know, Maybe some more stabilization, perhaps that would be nice, <laughs> especially uh, if it's uh, marketed at bloggers on hand. Yeah, but it's that's the thing. The main takeaway that I got from it is that it has, uh, I think it has a bigger sensor mm-hmm. than the old one, which is not necessarily a good thing because that APS-C sensor has a problem with the rolling shutter. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the rolling shutter is like when your verticals are doing this in the shot. <laughs> yes, uh, quite so trippy. Let's see. Yeah, <laughs> you can see some rolling shutter on my hand, actually. My hand is fairly straight. Maybe I should have a stick. Well, I mean, you were actually doing it like this. Yeah. No, first yeah, I, yeah, yeah, first I was doing this, but like, if it's a st- straight line, <laughs> yeah, there is not much rolling shutter on this one. This one is really good with the rolling shutter, the Olympus EM1. But um, 
I was thinking that, yeah, they because of the bigger sensor, you know, the, these digital sensors, they record the image from top to bottom or bottom to top. Yeah. And so at fast swinging motion, you get this wobbly effect. Mm -hmm. And if you're a vlogger, you're like holding the camera and you're probably turning around a lot and pointing yeah. at things behind you or like flipping it around to show what's in front of you. And uh, I think it will be like maybe nauseating with that rolling shutter. Yeah, I actually didn't know this was such a big of a problem. Maybe because the, the cameras we've been using, we don't really see it. Not mm. even with the phone. I don't think I remember seeing no, it so Yeah, much. because the phone is a tiny screen. Yeah. Uh, a tiny, uh, sorry, tiny sensor. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to have an issue with that. I think uh, the other the other main difference they talked about was that they um, took away the ND filter. So apparently the old ZV-1 had a built-in ND filter. But I mean, don't quote me on that. There's a bunch of reviews. Go watch that if yeah. you're interested. But I think, yeah, they took that out. They put in a bigger sensor or some, something like that. But uh, I don't know. I'm not interested in, uh, in, in those, those cam small cameras. Those small yeah. cameras. They're, they're, they're fun. They're really like we actually recommended it to a friend who is starting like an Instagram account about their business. Yeah. And uh, they want to make a lot of content. And it's a really tiny camera that goes out of the way. And they have this like remote tripod for it. Mm. I think that still applies to the to the new one. Mm hmm. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I was I was hoping for something more exciting. I was I follow Emulsive on uh, <laughs> yeah. on Twitter, and they they tweeted this really funny uh, like uh, tweet about it being what was it that that Sony was gonna sell its camera division back to, to Minolta? Yeah. So like that, yeah, they're go gonna make a, f a film camera. Yeah. <laughs> it gave me hope, but I immediately knew it was a joke. Uh, but yeah, go go if you're on Twitter, go follow Emulsive. They they're fun um hey devon uh glad, glad to have work. you yeah yeah glad to have you here there it's quite uh slow today mm -hmm. summer summertime i don't know if it, i don't know because youtube might be bugging out and not showing us if there is anybody but usually people come in and say hi but it's the summer yeah so devon if you have something more fun to do we won't hold it <laughs> against <laughs> you if you want to go have some fun and come with come watch us later yeah exactly. uh, but also you're welcome to stay so today, uh, as I mentioned earlier, no news besides that news, the new Sony camera that probably none of you care about. And uh, the other thing was that there's no questions. Everybody's busy. Definitely. N nobody has any time to ponder uh, <laughs> photography or film photography specifically. Uh, but we have a really cool photographer to talk about today. Yeah, actually. So this week has been quite busy photography-wise, apart from the works that we have to do and a couple of assignments i've been uh, taking an online course on photography <laughs> just cool. because uh, <laughs> you know there's always things to learn yeah. and i there is these platforms that provide l so much content so much good content and good education from many uh, institutions around the world mm -hmm. top-notch uh, universities other kind of uh, richest institutions and even art institutions and i was like i wonder if because i took courses before but they were all related to my work and science and writing scientific writing and stuff like that i was like i'm sure there are something about photography i and there's a lot about design and design concept. There is a lot about using, you know, Photoshop and all these like uh, softwares and tools and stuff like that. But I wanted something more like conceptual or something more that that makes me think about photography. Mm -hmm. And I actually found a course on Coursera from MoMA, from the Museum of Modern Art, mm -hmm. that is called Seen Through Photographs. 
And I just started uh, last week, so I haven't taken... There's seven seven weeks course. Um, and it seems amazing because they basically dig on the MoMA's uh, archive of, photo of photographs. The, the curator, one of the curators working at MoMA is the one that leads the course. And she has structured the course in a specific way and then uses examples from things they have there. So they even show you the original pieces. You know, it's not just like like what you can see maybe a photograph or a screenshot or something in a website, but she actually explains through the photos and even how the photos were made and the difference between different processes and all alternative processes as well. And also conceptual, a lot of concept, a lot of content and a lot of interviews with artists and going into their studios and seeing how they think about photography as well. So I'm really happy that I'm taking the course because... I'm learning a lot, but also I'm kind of gathering a lot of material for ourselves and for the podcast and things to share with you guys as well. So today we're going to talk about a photographer that I found taking this course and that apparently is not very well known nowadays outside of the original country where the photographs were taken, which was Brazil. Mm -hmm. So I think it. I feel very happy that we're going to talk about her and maybe bring it up to more people outside of, of Brazil. I mean, I, once you showed me the photographs, I was super excited. But then when I looked, when I tried to read her name, <laughs> I was instantly worried that I'm going to butcher it 7,000 times on the, on the show today. Probably. And yeah, there's like, how do you know how to, I don't know. But I'm going to give it a try. All right. All uh, right. What's her name? Don't put me on the spot like that. <laughs> it's, uh, wait, I can't remember the last name. I need to find it somewhere to read it. Uh, it's Gertrudes. Gertrudes. That's her first name. Yeah. I think I got it right. Uh, Altschul. I think her name is pronounced Gertrudes Altschul. Gertrudes Altschul. That's how I would say it as well. And that's how I think I heard the, the teacher of the course saying it as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you had a reference. Uh, you heard it being read. Yeah. Oh, you should have started <laughs> with it. Um, it's Gertrude Altschul, yeah. All right. um, and there she is. Yes, that's her. That's her at one of her exhibitions. So she was uh, born in Germany in 1904. Mm -hmm. And as you can imagine, uh, Jews had a lot of problems in Germany all through the 30s and the 40s and the beginning of the Second World War. So uh, she decided to emigrate with her husband to Brazil. Mm -hmm. Um, she had apparently uh, on the records not done any photography back when she was living in Germany, although she was kind of part of, of a community of people that were thinking quite progressively, they were into arts, and that was also, they, they were kind of like not very well received either in Germany, these kind of thinkers. So she was in that community, but no known signs of any photography done ba back there in Germany. And then in the, in thirty nine. In 1939, she moved to Brazil with her husband and settled in Sao Paulo. Mm -hmm. And she had a business with the husband that had to do also nothing with photography. She actually was making uh, decorative flowers, handmade decorative flowers for women's hats and blouses. So she kind of was, you know, a little bit creative and artistic and uh, tinkering with things and doing things with her hands, I guess. And uh, she was very attracted by botanical motifs. I guess that's why they were also working on making like kind of flower flower arrangements. Mm -hmm. And the first, uh, the first instances of photography that we can find of her is actually of botanical motifs. Mm -hmm. uh, here we're seeing. Uh, let me see. Are we seeing it? Yeah. Or yeah. 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 Um, we're seeing some photographs of uh, of 
parts of plants. So it's a little bit what I see with her photograph. This one looks like a multiple exposure. Yeah, multiple exposure. And she did experiment a lot with how can we take these elements and use them in a way that is a little bit confusing or like you don't really know what is it that you're looking at. Mm -hmm. The first thing that I got in my, like the feeling that I got when I saw this photograph first, it reminded me a lot of the work by Imogen Cunningham yeah. because she did a lot of work on botanicals and, you know, the things that you have around and in, in your doorstep. Mm -hmm. And the way that she composes her photos also reminds me a lot, which is a lot into detail and using angles that are a little bit disorienting you don't really know what's up what's down uh, this this plant could be up or could be down or could be just a small part or could be a bigger part of the plant sideways, or sideways. like it, it really the sense of scale and the space is uh, not important for for the photographs that she's doing and she also did a lot of uh, experimental work like mm -hmm. here we're seeing something that could remind us of solarization mm -hmm. possibly yes uh, photograms, rhyographs as well. I'm not sure how familiar she was with the work of Van Ray. I assume quite a lot mm -hmm. because uh, the thing is that she was a completely amateur photographer. That's, this means that even though she had this amazing work done, she never pursued making a career or, or earning money out of, photo, of photo, fo photography. She was part of what is called the Photo Cine Club Banderente. From Sao Paulo, so that's how she got introduced to photography. She joined this club of people that were interested in photography. They actually were associated to a photo store that was on the city, and this photo club started earlier in the thirty-nine, but she didn't join until fifty-two. So there was a bit of time since she came to Brazil till when she decided to actually join the photo club, mm -hmm. and the photo club in its beginnings was more uh, focused. <laughs> we should put the, <laughs> should the put colors the now. Sorry about the noise outside. It's, uh, she, it's too hot and it, the door it, is open. The, yeah. the club at the beginning was very focused on pictorialism. And I guess this is because it was, was what was trendy when they started, right? Mm -hmm. But later in time, but by the mid-40s, the club kind of changed a bit in the structure. Some new people joined the club mm -hmm. and they also in started to include women, which was something that they didn't have before. And she's one of the few women that actually was kind of like a flagship of, of, the, of the club and the club's work because a lot of her photographs were widely sh shared from the club in the magazine and bulletins and in all sorts of like material that the club was was making this one is reminding me of anna atkins i don't know if you mentioned them. yeah no i didn't i didn't um one of the earlier episodes that we did on a very very old photographer anna atkins from the late 1800s that she did a huge collection of algae um, studies on cyanotypes mm. so it's camera less photography so it's these photograms this um this using light and using objects and using light sensitive material but without really using a camera so i think she also was looking into those photography processes and doing different different experiments experimentation in the end of the day she was experimenting with photography as a means of expressing what she wanted to to tell you know through the photographs um what i was saying is that this club kind of changed its tracks from being you know more into pictorialism and um, portraying pictorialism within their members uh, to a more um, 
modernistic aesthetic because also in that moment Sao Paulo was growing as a city mm -hmm. a lot. So people started to realize that, oh, just capturing the romanticism of the countryside again and again in these photos that uh, really look more than uh, more like paintings than photography is not really what they were interested about. So they, this group really focused on urbanism and and sharp sharp geometries, trying to capture the city growing around them in angles that could reminisce of of the fast change that it was happening around them right like what i see in a lot of the photos that we're seeing and maybe we see some more later and also from the group not only her people that were part of this um, photo club is that it's a little bit um, like the buildings are closing on on you right mm -hmm. like when you see these photos it's like you can see this is one of the contact prints that she did. It's like these sharp angles, super low visions of the of the city growing right above you, in front of you. It's like you are this tiny thing in this ever growing city that is happening around you, right? So I think they were very interested in in representing these big structures that way and she was really good at it, I think. Like her work is just so beautiful. I'm so happy that we found out this photographer. And some of these photos are amazing. Right? Yeah. She had sadly very short photographic life because she joined the group in fifty three. I think she was taking photos perhaps a little bit early as well, just for her own not being part of the club but then she fell ill uh, by the end of the 50s early 60s and she passed away in 63 mm. so that's why there's also not a lot of material from her and uh, everything was kind of like what happened within the club and nothing else it wasn't really shared around very few people knew of her work also um, this one i really really like I wonder what camera was she using because I there is not a lot of information about the no. processes that she was using. I mean, for the photos that we're seeing, I assume she also had quite experience on the darkroom because there are some photos that are supposedly collages or like just a positions of different negatives all together to make one one image. Mm -hmm. So I, I, we can safely assume that she was also well-versed in the use of the darkroom. The way that we see these um, very contrasting scenes in art is called chaoscuro, so it's like very clear parts, very bright parts and very dark parts I think this is done in the dark room, right, mm. so this is what we're seeing is the end result um, and, and I, yeah I mean, when I see these photos, I'm like, I just want to keep looking at them, they are so good they're so satisfying to look at. Right? I think my my two favorites are coming up next. Yeah. After this one. But this one I, I haven't seen before. It looks so nice. Yeah, this one you haven't seen. I was I really dig deep in on the internet, on the interwebs to find more more than the just the ten pieces that the MoMA has in their website. Oh, did you mention that there's a running gallery? Yeah, no, no, I didn't mention it. So actually I believe that this course was updated very recently because they didn't have about this photographer or this group of, of uh, club, photographic club before because right now the Museum of Modern Art is uh, having a um, exhibition. It's called Fotoclubismo, the Brazilian Modernist Photography and the Photocine Club Banderante. So it's about them. It, there's a lot of pieces of her. I think they 
they took 12 pieces out of Brazil to bring them to, they bought them. So they are now part of the permanent collection at MoMA. Mm -hmm. And also of the other artists. I think I also sent you an article where there are some other photos from the other guys because they're all guys and her. <laughs> um, and I'm really sad that we're here and we cannot go see it because it would be a really, really nice exhibition. And they have also published a book. So if you are away from New York and you cannot get to New York before this exhibition finishes in September 26th, I mm -hmm. think, you can still get in Amazon the book. It's called, it has the same title, Photoclubismo, Photoclubismo Brazilian Modernist Photography. And the cover of that book is a photo by Gertrude's, of course. <laughs> so cool. I'm glad they used one of her photos. Yeah. Uh, these are so nice. This one, we like, we stared at this one for a while. Yeah, yesterday. so <laughs> we couldn't figure out. So I found what is going on. I found a little bit of uh, info, not so much about it, about this particular one. Yeah, this one is called. Is it upside down? It's no, lines and tones. It's not upside down. How do you know? So, because wait, let's do this. <laughs> is it upside down? It is not upside down. I don't think so. So what I read, well, I can read you here what I found. Um, in Lines and Tones, is this photo is titled Lines and Tones, yeah. the image organization occurs in the juxtaposition of the flat shape of a building and a curved line in an architectural mosaic that rises up vertically in the frame. Architectural elements as the generator of geometric compositions is the main theme of, of this kind of photographs, which tries to confuse the viewer in relation to the vision codes through unusual angles so what i think is that she did this what? was probably a square photo that's first what i think okay. and she went pretty low angle so what we're seeing here is kind of the ceiling of of a part where you can walk underneath so it has these pillars right and right. and and that's kind of like the ceiling of this structure okay and then farther away from that that structure that you can walk and you can be shaded from the sun, then you can see that building outside. And then the what it confuses me is just the other triangle on the on the left side, which I don't know where it comes from. But I think this one, it's not a composite and it's a straight photo. Yeah, yeah. But what's like? Hold on a second. This could be like another building going vertically up, and this thing could be going away from you like you're under it as you say it's like a like a shaded shaded area yeah. first i was thinking it could be like a bridge but yeah. it doesn't have to be a bridge because it, like this finish on the edge yeah i don't know what it is but it's so cool i don't know i was thinking for a second that it could be upside down and these like this is yeah. the floor right and there's glass in the floor and like, then there is a reflection and there's a reflection so this is like just a piece of glass that curves and that building <laughs> is in the distance and you're seeing it reflected upside down and these pillars are going into the ground rather than looking up because you know if you're looking at the reflection on the floor mm -hmm. it's it's you kind of are looking up but yeah yeah of course in a different way in a reflection mm -hmm. so i mean that would be a really cool photo but for what i read here it's actually taken from honest, a low angle to be honest with you yeah. I, no matter how I rotate it. It's beautiful. I, exactly. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it. I, I just love it. Like. Yeah. Did you, uh, there's a comment, there's a nice comment from Chronic. Uh -huh. Did you see it? Uh, no, I haven't actually. 
I, I because since you're in charge of choosing the photographer of the week, <laughs> uh, I don't I don't think I don't think you do it on purpose. I just think that we like whatever we find. Uh, yeah, I like mean something that we like, we want to talk about. I don't do it fully, fully on purpose, but I'm very happy when I find new female photographers that nobody really knows about or they are not really talked so much. Yeah. Because the thing is that actually in this course that I'm taking, uh, and the teacher is really nice. She's like, I re- I recommend it to everyone. It's for free. If you don't want a certificate, anybody can take the course at your own pace. So she got an, a question from a student saying, um, how do you do to to kind of raise up like or like what is the role of a female f- in photography mm-hmm. you know and she was saying that because a lot of people assume there weren't a lot of women in photography yeah. right it, just like in another trades or artists there are more men than women whatever it is just because the means weren't there for them but actually she says and she has studied uh, photography during 20-30 years mm-hmm that you can construct a pretty comprehensive history of photography as it happened only using female authors. It's just that they are not as talked about as mm-hmm. as males mm-hmm. for whatever reason, but that they were many like you don't it's not that they didn't exist they are there they have done a lot of work they have also been trendsetters as we have talked before yeah. you know Anna Atkins uh, what was it um, um, the, the Margaret for example as well like there's a lot of, of uh, female photographers that have done a lot of work it's just that you kind of had to find them and, and talk about them yeah it's, so, I, f- I find it strange that they're more obscure than the men you're right I well I guess biases and stuff like that and it's so Maybe it took more time to get recognition as well. I mean, what we're saying here, Gertrude, she was an amateur photographer. This exhibition at MoMA is the first time that this work from this group is living in Brazil. It has never been exhibited outside of Brazil. This curator found this work because she was doing another work with Brazil and she came across some of these photos and she was like, this is so interesting. Can I see more of this? And then she kind of dig deeper and she was... As us, like us, it was like, I want to bring this to the world. You know, mm. people need to see this. Yeah, because these photos are really cool. This one as well uh, is quite one of those confusing ones. Yeah, so this one is called Arquitectura, Architecture. It was taken in 57, and it also tries to convey this disorientation of what is it happening. To be honest, it reminds me of Esker so mm-hmm. much. It does, because Even it feels like there is no up, up and, and down. down it's and like, where is anything coming from? And I think it it's, like it's a combination like of the angles, but it's a combination as well of, of the time of the day when it was taken. Where are the shadows falling? Uh, which elements are creating shadows and which elements are not creating shadows. There's definitely a red filter being used here. Uh, I think also the use of filters, the treatment in the darkroom, all of this together just works so well so for the, the intent. What I think is happening, I don't know if we already talked about this, what, what what I think is happening now, and it's I feel like it's, it's I'm, re- I'm more assured of it now that I look at it for the first time on this big mm-hmm. scre- screen, is that it's a very wide angle shot that is heavily cropped. Yeah, that's that's what I think it was the other one as well. All right. That I think that she didn't shy away from cropping the yeah. images and try to do whatever she needed to create the effect that she wanted. Yeah, because otherwise like if if you're if you're shooting with a long lens you're not going to get the same effect, right? You're going to have to have more like it's going to be more spread out or 
I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's it's really cool. I wish somebody could help us right now. Can you turn it around like you did with the other ones? Yeah. That also works like this a little bit. I mean, it's perfect, this photo. However you turn it, it will look cool. But I think <laughs> this one and the original... Well, I clicked one too many. <laughs> so this one looks really cool and this one looks really cool. These two are not as good. Not as good, yeah. Uh, yeah, by the way, I don't know. I, sh I don't give that tip more often, but if you wanted to be get creative with your photography, like, <laughs> I always do this when yeah. I take shots like this. I always, like, when I first open it on Lightroom, I'm spinning it around to see, like, maybe I missed something. Sometimes, sometimes, like, when I take the photo, I twist my head around and stuff like that, but the your camera doesn't hold it, mm -hmm. so you can't actually rotate it. I used to play with digital stuff, so like as soon as I take it, I I turn my camera mm -hmm. around because I can preview it on the screen. Mm -hmm. But and then I'm like, oh yeah, I see it. So now I take it intentionally and I readjust, like uh, yeah, how you want. I it want to. it to be uh, flipped. But the, yeah. But mm -hmm. with, with, with the cool thing about it now that I'm thinking is that also with the with large format mm -hmm. because you're saying everything upside down. That kind of gives you a like an advantage. It could be an advantage, or some people get very confused because they're like. Yeah. I mean, if you're trying, if you're trying to take something like the way it is, it can be confusing. But if you just want something to kind of like throw you into randomness, mm -hmm. and you know, point your camera at subjects that are not so clear, composing upside down, I think would be so cool, especially with like plant stuff. You know, plant yeah. material and stuff like that. When you're like coming in close, super up, close. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, it's it's uh, it's uh, stunning, stunning work. Um, and she also experimented a lot with the things that she had at her hand mm -hmm. around a home. Like for example, here, this it's like so. To me, it's even goes beyond modernism, and it feels even more like surrealist. Mm -hmm. I would say these shapes, and you know, I think this is a window, like a like a frosted, frosted window. window, like with a pattern window, and then using this mirror to get the reflection that changes the tonality as well, and this like hard shadows. I, I, it's it surreal, really cool. but it's really, really, really interesting. For sure. It almost, like, even though it's a straight photo, it almost blends in perfectly with other stuff like this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because it, even though it is a photo and it's not a photogram, it has those elements of trying to capture, I would say, the essence of the objects that you are capturing, right? Like. Yeah. I agree. It's, it's so cool. And it's, it also, it looks like it hasn't been too manipulated, honestly. Like I you, think it's mostly the levels. Yeah, maybe like the, you know, like, uh, I don't know. I'm not so, like, I'm not an expert on printing. Yeah. And I don't know back in, I know nowadays, like, RC uh, paper, mm -hmm. you know, the, not, not necessarily the RC, but like the Ilford multigrade is, you can really manipulate with the filters. Mm -hmm. I think back in the day, you had to choose which contrast level. Paper you want, yeah, yeah. on the paper. So, I mean, like, yeah, if you get something that is contrasty, I think doesn't need so much manipulation because it is how it comes out yeah. i mean and the choice of the exposure as well of course uh, yeah it's, it's like exposure. it's it's really really well done and the fact that you know the reflection on the mirror it looks like a like a skin 
snake skin. Yeah, it I doesn't think... even look like a real, like the reflection of that thing because of the angle and the tonality being changed But it's well. also probably one of those mirrors that like a, a magnifying, magnifying mirror. Magnifying, yeah. Because you can see the warping. Mm -hmm. And I think because of that effect, it kind of like loses some of the light mm -hmm. reflectivity. So that's why it's a bit underexposed. It's so Potentially, cool. possibly, yeah. I don't know. Everybody's commenting on the glasses today. By the way, even though I love my hater blockers, <laughs> that's what I jokingly call these. I forgot my actual glasses in the car. That's why I'm wearing these. But I'm happy about it. Because, People like them. You should. Because this panel is very strong and I'm sitting closer to it than Eva. So it's like usually blasting me. I get a headache by the end of the show. So now I'm feeling nice. Glad you guys like them. Um, yeah, I don't know. Really cool work. Um, here we are seeing now more abstract work definitely it's called abstract concrete this mm -hmm. one concreto abstracto by the way i realized that i can read brazilian like there's no problem of course <laughs> very similar when they speak i don't understand but reading is much easier to understand did i tell you guys how much i love the brazilian like the the brazilian language <laughs> and i know it's portuguese but it's just better when how they speak brazilian yeah it's just so like seductive the whole time it's, like, it's very swaggy you know like somebody's asking me for a direction okay just take me <laughs> <laughs> damn it i'm not brazilian <laughs> Anyways. uh yeah so this um this, uh, this so one cool. for example this one it's one of my favorite this is the one that we chose yesterday for our post on Instagram. This is the one that they chose for the cover of the book that MoMA made about their group. It's brilliant. Um, uh, it, it's perfect. This photo is perfect. I mean, I could say that it's one of the most beautiful photos that i ever seen. I agree. It looks like a painting, in the like a very, very detailed painting. It looks like something that would take someone years to make to this perfection. It represents Brazil because this is a papaya leaf. Mm -hmm. um, it it just is actually she titled it filigranas, which filigrana, which is actually um, filigrane. I think it's called in English. I don't remember no, now. No, it's filigree. Filigree, filigree. Okay, filigrana is in Spanish and in uh, Portuguese. Yeah, so filigree is when an artist makes a very intricate pattern into something that they make handmade. Okay. Like, uh, what is the description that it says there? Uh, what oh, the, the definition? Yeah. Okay, so it's uh, ornamental work of uh, work of fine wire formed into a delicate. Tracery. Parser. Yes. So it's done with wires and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's just a very, very fitting title for the for the photo. Um and you know what? I, I you know, I know that word is uh, frowned upon right now, <laughs> but I just really love the tones. <laughs> I do. I mean I know, I know. It's it's just it's so good. How do you get all those different like it's just this, the shadows in some parts of it to give you a little bit of depth as well as the translucency of the leaves and the veins and the, the yeah, the, I don't know. It's just, I love it. It's so beautiful. It's it's such a beautiful leaf too, like all of these curves here yeah. around the edges. It's such a cool, cool leaf, but the exposure, the print, everything. 
I don't know how they get these stones again because I'm not experienced with printing, but I'm, yeah. assume, I'm assuming this is a photo of a print. I don't know if it, it yeah, gets no, it old. Is. I think it says down it, there probably what type of print or it is. Or if it's stained somehow. So let's see. It's a gelatin silver it's print. print. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, da, 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 let's see. Well, this is this just a about, description her, about yeah. her. It doesn't say much more than that. No. Yeah, but it's definitely one of my favorite ones. Like, it's just so, so cool. Actually, between 56 and 62, she, the, the group and the people around her encouraged her to submit it to 18 different uh, salons, national and international. Mm -hmm. And she was this photo was accepted for eight different ones. So, very success, successful um, photo and it was also published in the bulletin uh, with her obituary when she passed away mm -hmm. that was kind of like the representation of her work the, i think this is one of her most famous and best photographs although so it's very cool. different from other work that she did i really like that she did different things and she did them also well right like yeah. this is in essence it's quite similar but it's different you know the I skills are different i just love how flat the subject is but how 3d the photo looks right like it, how how did she do this I there mean, is light coming from behind yeah yeah i think this is shot against the sky yeah that's my guess that's my guess is that she's on her like if this is a plant mm -hmm. it's definitely a plant what am i saying but it's like <laughs> if it's if it's a floor oh it's a papaya leaf it's a papaya leaf so how tall is the papaya tree it's pretty tall i have isn't no it? idea i never I'm seen a papaya tree in my life something like a like a coconut tree. i mean I if, if like this a, is like actually a, taken out of the tree it has hundred times more my appreciation yeah, she could be using a long lens or maybe like the leaves grow at the bottom of the tree i don't know but it looks to me because these these shadows over here yeah it looks like yeah they're intense you know like they're hold on no this yeah. is not a shadow this is like a, su a superposition. It's a shadow. yeah it's, it's the shadow of this leaf yeah and this leaf because they're bent yeah. yeah yeah so they're creating a shadow on these so i'm assuming there's a light source coming from this direction and this looks like it's like evenly lit. It's so it could be the sky unless she had it somewhere like against the window or something like that. Mm -hmm. But this is also in the shade. And I don't know. It's just so, I don't know. Can we, we can stop gushing about this photo. <laughs> you know, we're it's beautiful. <laughs> there there are other just, people watching. Yeah. We, <laughs> we have to be careful. Uh, these are cool as well. Uh, hey CM, uh, this one is. These so are cool. very cool as well. These are like pure abstract work. I that wonder if I can rotate this page. Yes, I can. Yes, you can. Yeah, today I discovered the rotate tool, so <laughs> I'm gonna make everybody dizzy. It's it's really cool. I don't really know what is it that I'm. I mean, it looks like a football net, like a football goal net. You think? Yeah. Actually, think. you might be right. Against some sort of background or something like that. But I don't think that's what it is. I don't know. I don't really care. It's just very nice. It is so good. Like at first, it. It's like three, four photos on one. This must be some double, no, triple no, no. exposure. No, it's it's one exposure. Look, you can see the shadows. Yeah, that's of true. Of the ropes. So these. But are there are two ropes. Two, no, two layers of ropes. No, no, no. The other one is painted. Ah. So these white lines, these fainted ones that go in like this, I think that those are painted directly. Um, or are they? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. 
because I, it's they, a maze it's a maze of a photo they seem to interrupt the oh no look so you can see the shadow of this here mm -hmm. yeah yeah definitely or, or the uh, other one too and so this looks yeah everywhere so, so this there looks are two, like it's two painted. layers of net but look this one is faded mm -hmm. so it looks like it's a painting on a wall i think it's some kind of like architectural <laughs> uh, installation <laughs> oh okay not gonna even try this one these ones i know what they are because i read it <laughs> no because of it all right these are two baskets actually baskets baskets uh, like they're yeah, looking this, the and, then, and then there is yeah and then there is the shadow from the, so two lights put from the side of the two baskets so okay. you have the shadow of the basket and then is the it shadow upside the, down yeah the basket is upside down so cool <laughs> it almost looks like a Wings like a Ro rorschach sheet rorschach a rorschach sheet rorschach is that how you say it rorschach sheet you know those sheets where like you put some ink and then you close it and you open it they use them in like like psychology ah Rorsch yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't know how it's called I, we call it the uh, guess guess what the, what is this to you <laughs> <laughs> is that what you call it i think they're called rush actually there was like one of those I'm sure. yeah, yeah, superhero yeah. movies about it not about it but one of the characters is called Rorschach, i think and his face changes like and it like shows his emotions in Rorschach patterns that's Does anybody know terrifying. what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about, but I haven't seen that movie. There's a blue guy in the movie. A and blue guy? Yeah. He's always naked. He's like <laughs> the ruler of the universe. Anybody knows what I'm Is talking it not about? No Marvel? It's not a Marvel thing. No, no, no. <laughs> it's like one of those grim uh, grim movies, like kind of like Dark Devon Knight. Devon says you're right. I'm right. Yeah, thank you, Devon. But what is it called? <laughs> <laughs> anybody know what I'm talking about? <laughs> But it's true. Ah, that's it. The Watchmen. Yes. Ah. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I watched it so long ago. I forgot. Uh, but yeah, so she really saw... I mean, I think this more than seeing it, you prepare it. So she had this yeah. idea. Let's, let's play with these shadows and these patterns. I think she was very attracted by repetitive patterns. Mm -hmm. and, and, and the play of the elements, subjects with strong lights and the shadows they create especially like for example here as mm -hmm. well this is like i love it I, I i'm not gonna say i could have taken this photo because that's so tacky but <laughs> it's so nice for it, sure. it is a scene that i would put my my eye on definitely. yeah i mean you obviously attracted for her work for, for a reason yeah right uh this one is so cool i think like i think she did a really good job in the short amount of time she worked in like really honing in how to kind of use photography and the world around her whether it being set up by her or whether it being already existing like a building or a staircase so, mm -hmm. or, or whatever a plant, mm -hmm. to kind of get this like really cool abstract um, geometrical mm -hmm. style that is you know it takes a lot of time and to see it to, to yeah. see it and you know again like maybe there there's a lot of artists probably from that period of time who were pioneers of that there's there's a resurgence of course of that happening at least from a few years back i've seen a lot of people mm -hmm. working with minimalists and like abstract stuff when it comes to photography but there's something so magical about looking at older stuff because i feel like they worked with more yeah, nowadays you can kind of do a lot more 
or like uh, with the digital world and with the photoshop and compositing and you can make your work like super clean yeah but there's something to the imperfection and the grittiness of the early work that i'm so mesmerized by yeah. like you know especially like this this rorschach one the basket one is just it's just so like raw in a way yeah you know what i mean and it's so simple but at the same time it's so open to interpretation yeah exactly it's, it's so it's so simple but it could be really complex depending how you you want to see it and how you want to what what do you want it to mean to you like elements about it almost feel cg like cg to me you know yeah. what i mean it feels like some of it is, feels drawn this yeah the, the depth i feel like she unlike other pictures where she got everything in focus yeah. and this one she i feel like there's some depth of field here yeah i feel like the focus is sharpest at the bottom of the basket which is like facing up yeah and it's falling off to the background as giving it this like ethereal is the word that i'm looking for ethereal yeah feeling feeling yeah i mean her work it's it's full of this uh, breaking the rules of of the composition of photography as it was till till that time it was this is the 50s you know mm -hmm. and really playing with the lights and the shadows the different planes the rhythms with the elements within the photo the shapes that bring the abstract feeling as well i love this one changing the angles that you're taking the photos from like if you look at this one from a distance yeah it's just like if you can't really tell what you're looking at here with the cigarette and the dish and everything, it almost feels like a beautiful abstract just made out of shapes mm -hmm. that just falls nicely into the frame. It's like different ton tonality and yeah. shapes, yeah. And then as you zoom in, it doesn't lose it. Like if you keep it with you. So like if you see it at a gallery from a distance and you're getting close to it, mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? And it's then like she used like a piece of paper here to create the spotlight on the, on the, yeah. on the burning cigarette. But it's just very nicely well placed, and it's so simple yet so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, I think here there was an article. Yeah, so this one is about the uh, the title. It says, uh, "Moma is the first museum outside Brazil to put the spotlight on Brazilian modernist photography," which is about the the group that she was part on. Mm -hmm. So these are some of the photos from other people, other as members, well, as other well. members as well. Yeah. Um, this is so cool. At, this is Roberto Yoshida. Yeah, at first I thought that this was a reflection on some water that was moving. But yeah. then as you go closer, you realize that something else is going on there. For sure. Uh, I feel like this was a... Like a... Like many prints that are sliced and arranged. Yeah, uh, or like... Or the same Or print. the same photo that it was bigger and then you cut in slices and then and you kind of rearrange it. And then them and yeah. slide them. So cool. A lot of this play with shadows and lights, very, very strong play. A lot of architectural photography, super juxtaposition of different elements of the urban or the, of the urbanscape. Um, like for example here. I like this one a lot. Yeah, me too. If if the, if I, if we don't mess up the roles that we shot in the past week, I. <laughs> I kind of took one similar. Yeah, similar. I'm really f looking forward to get those ones. And that's the book, actually. Yeah. So we can see the photo by Gertrude's there. Yeah. Again, these are different photographers. Yeah, this is so not her. But this one is Giulio Agostinelli. Yeah. And this one is uh, Thomas Fra 
Farkas. Yeah, Farkas. So as I wrote, read, uh, wrote here, the pioneers of this kind of style, which mm -hmm. is actually part of the... So the Photo Club, it was the Bandera Inter Photo Club, but then they have this Escola Paulista within the Photo Club mm -hmm. that was pioneered by people like the ones that were seeing there, mm -hmm. and then she became part of this area mm -hmm. of, of the but club. But you mentioned that she was the only woman in the club. This one, it seems to be another. Oh, uh, Maria another Helena one. Valente da Cruz. Or maybe she was the most the most condecorated, so to speak, or the no. one that uh, had more more success. Or, or maybe sh she was an early member. Yeah, this one maybe exactly. Later. Let's maybe. See. But it's also uh, 1952. All the photos in this exhibition is between 52 and 60 something. Mm -hmm. So all the photos are from the yeah, early war. Yeah, like really good, right? Oh, let's uh, let's check out Andre and maybe some other. Episode. So Jose, I have the here num names if we wanna check. Yo, Jose Yalenti, Thomas Fercas, Geraldo de Barros, and Germán Lorca, for example. There were some. I like this. I like this photo. I wanna see more of this. More artist. of him. Yeah. What is this? I get like when I copy it, it doesn't work. Andre Carneiro. Liro. I don't see well. Yeah. All right, sorry about this. But if you guys like these photos that you're seeing here and you like her work, I I think you're really going to enjoy the book. Like it, this is one of the books that I would recommend to get because there's something very different from from other collections of photographs. This one right here. Yeah. Fotoclubismo. And have in mind these old people were fully amateurs. These people that none of them really made a career out of being photographers or sold as photographs. They were just doing local contests and having local exhibitions and just enjoying the the medium, you know. Yeah. I mean we we see a lot of brilliant work from a lot of amateurs. Yeah. That's the thing about like about art, I feel like it's just because it's is something that comes to you in a way. It's not something that, I mean, of course you can develop it and you can work at it and you can be like, you know, a trendsetter or mm -hmm. somebody who creates something that, I've, but it could it could be anybody mm -hmm. uh, in a way. Yeah. And I f you feel like it's in, in music, you can see that a lot. Like there's a lot of uh, people who just, you know, young people, for example, in their bedroom, they make a super hit song and, the, mm -hmm. and then, you know, everybody's enamored by them but i feel like with the popularity of music is just so much more yeah that it's possible for somebody as an amateur to like become a hit to become uh, recognized mm. and everybody knows about their yeah i think photography is much harder especially mm. proper photography i would say and not like trendy type of things you know yeah i mean i mean what I mean is like not to have thousand likes on Instagram, but to actually have your photograph in a museum like the Museum of Modern Art or any other museums around. Yeah, that's something that always bothers me because it feels like, you know, there's a lot of talent out there that can be, you know, celebrated. But then you see like, how do you define that? You know, like how who sets the trends? And it's like as a, as a fine art artist for example you are a photographer or a painter or whatever in order for you to sell your work for example if you want to make a living out of it which mm -hmm. is something you deserve as like anybody else who could make any like make a living of something they're good at you need the, 
like recognition and you need the galleries to show off your work you need all that kind of stuff yeah, i mean like how did we learn about uh uh gertrude's you know if it wasn't for the moma recognizing her work and then you, know, to bring it you stumbling upon that in the course you know it, it it's it seems like a circumvention of yeah but how would it be done otherwise like i mean instagram used to be a thing but now instagram is just it's <laughs> that's noise what I, it's that's noise. what i said used to be a thing it's 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 like annoying noise yeah it's and, so and i still like we still like, find cool stuff but yeah we do but it's feel it feels like you have to very actively look for it and we do actively look for it and we find yeah. cool stuff but i feel like it should be there should be a way to you know i don't know i don't know i think I'm, I'm i really have high hopes for twitter mm -hmm. but also there's a lot of things like i think everybody's everything on the internet nowadays is driven by popularity yeah i mean it, it's, the, it's the queen like, contest yeah which is what what did, yeah like like i remember for example many years ago maybe like 10 years ago or more i worked organizing a photo contest and it was a photo marathon mm -hmm. so that means that the photos have to be taken at a specific time right and it was about photography and science because that's what i was doing mm -hmm. uh, so mm, when we were discussing okay how are we going to decide who wins mm -hmm. uh, who wins the first the second and the third prize of this contest right like we had either two options Right, because we wanted to not make it only jury, but we also wanted people, the people that are going to enjoy this exhibition and the, these photos to choose which one is the best, right? So it, there were two options. Either you put all the photos and then you get you let people to vote. You get a um, short list of 10, 20, whatever you decide. And then you have a jury that selects from those ones the best ones, right? Mm -hmm. Or you do it the other way around. You use a jury to do a shortlist and then you let the public to vote which one is the best. And we were always talking about like, yes, but always either or option, what the vote, the public votes, it's going to be who has more friends, mm. who brings more people into the system to, to give a vote for mm -hmm. them. And that dilutes what we really wanted to showcase, which is like, the the value of the photo as a photograph as an image and as a piece of art that has been created for this purpose mm -hmm. so I, in the end i decided to do the jury selects the 10 best then those 10 we exhibit them physically in an in a gallery and then the people can vote the ones that they like the most so I, at least you are ensure that the 10 final ones are going to be good 10 good pieces of art and then even if the one that wins wins because it has more friends at least it's something that is worth giving a prize for, mm -hmm. right? But it is like that. And it's the same with social media. Just because a photo has 100,000, a million likes, doesn't mean that it's a good piece of art. Right. I agree. Mm, you know, well, here's one thing. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of cool communities nowadays on, on uh, places like Discord, for example. Um, uh, we do uh, we we are members of a few servers mm -hmm. and you know you can find the links to those in the description um and they do have contests they do have yeah. uh for example uh, one more stop they have a running 
Um, I like the the way they do it, where they With have the it running, and then you know they you get on the starboard, and then you know the other members are are, are voting. So and everybody is a photographer, and I don't know. I mean, I'm hoping. I when I go and vote, I don't look who posted the photo. I, I just look, at, look, the photos, I look yeah. at the photo. I don't really like keep tabs of who voted for me, for example. And then I no definitely you know, no. Uh, but I mean, it it's a human instinct kind of to do that. So maybe you know. But I'm not saying that anybody's doing that. Yeah. I'm just saying how that I is not the, the at least the rule or the way that it works. Yeah. I to, I, I I told my, my friend one time about like uh, he's on Instagram. He's a starting like a beginner photographer. Mm -hmm. He's doing a lot of work. He's improving. But at the beginning, he was like, um, I told him that I don't like look at the posters even on Instagram. Yeah. I yes, only so. look at the photos. Yeah. I I kind of de developed this like swiping technique which i swipe and throw the username out of the frame when i stop <laughs> so i don't because you're subconsciously gonna notice who it is like if i feel like i'm a fan of a photographer i feel i i notice that i double tap even before i analyze the photo and see like do i actually do i know, actually, like, do I it, actually yeah. like it and it's so a bit I, of a auto yeah uh, so i started like i wanted to be more critical i wanted to because again instagram as also as Devin mentions here that the algorithm is you know it's uh, he's saying that ig is very difficult to work within and overcome the algorithm you're right that's why i think i'm i'm fully slowly migrating to twitter yeah i've been posting uh, more on my twitter uh, account uh, and i i just i feel like i abandoned my instagram now for the second time because this the account that i link and everything is my new account I have one actually with more followers that I don't use anymore. And I wanted to start with a clean slate. And I built up a nice following. Like, given the fact that I hardly ever post there, mm -hmm. I'm surprised by the response that I'm getting, which is quite positive. But at the same time, it's just like the way I feel about the app makes yeah. me don't want to share to on the it. app. Yeah, I understand. Do you know what I mean? And don't get I me wrong. I feel a bit like that too. I love some of the creators there. I don't know. Uh, actually... Let me just double check. I think I saved something for today's show. Now that I'm thinking about it, there, there could be a piece so, of news. So Devon is saying for the one more stop server, I want to find an option where people submit to a bot and the bot posts the photo to our gallery. So the same reasons you mentioned of unconscious bias. So maybe talk to, uh, because in our other server that we are there, in mm -hmm. the film photography, it's not dead, Devon, they are doing that for the contest. Mm -hmm. So we are going to be jury of a contest that is completely anonymous. So they make a bot called Bortra 400 <laughs> <laughs> that when people submit their photo to the contest uh, channel it reposts it with just a number a tag you don't know who posted it originally so if you want i can put you in contact with the person that created this bot because maybe you guys can collaborate and maybe make a similar bot for the other server if, Ooh, if you're interested about that it seems like there's a it seems like there's a hack going around on instagram what's happening i just got i just actually i got it seven hours ago but i'm so good at social media that i just <laughs> saw it uh, one of my friends, hold on, how do I hide his name? Mm. You can know. Uh, maybe I can do this. Yeah. Because okay, that, that's, that's his. That's yeah, his. yeah, Devan is saying it's pretty cool. Okay, then I'll, I'll put you in contact through Discord so you guys can talk about it. Uh, so I got this message. Uh, this took me a few hours to make. I really hope you love it. Look, and then. Uh, Don't do it. Yeah, and then he immediately texts me after. Don't click the link. It's a hack. So thank you for 
Tell him. I, I mean, I wasn't. Like, <laughs> Gonna click there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's gonna, I was gonna t- it took me a few hours to see. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I remember uh, what I wanted to show you guys. Um, this was really, really cool thing that I... Wait, wrong button. All right, let's see here. So, ah, yeah. So uh, Carmencita Film Lab. Okay, one second. Are we done, I guess, with the photographer of the day? Yeah, I think so. Yes, did, did, yeah, yeah. did you have anything else? No, we I think finished we, all the we showed all the photos. Yeah, so I just to say again that I'm very happy that we were able to talk about her. I hope that just by chance some people come across this and they see her work and if you are in new york or you're gonna go to new york before uh, september 26th please go to see the exhibition even if it's just for us <laughs> <laughs> maybe send us a picture if you're there that, yeah, would, be that cool. would be cool for sure uh so yeah carmencita film lab in spain uh, is one of kodak partners i think yep. so they're like because this is this is a arg- this is an argument that i've had many times and I'm not an expert on the subject, but I've been mm. doing it often. I feel like to kind of have, <laughs> you know, an opinion, an, at least, an, a, a somewhat educated opinion about the subject. And is that like certain films have a look, like you know, you look at a film and it should look a certain way. Yeah, that's what people say. And or... some people say. A lot of other people argue that what I believe is that everything is an interpretation mm-hmm. like all of these f- different looks you see are interpret interpretations of what's actually what the negative is because mm-hmm. it's a negative mm-hmm. so it's just it's a reference the, the from the start the negative is a reference kind of that is not a direct reference kind of like slide film yeah it's a, it's so, a, it's an intermediate step yeah so slide film is you know like because it is what it is you you shoot it you develop it and then you project it. There is no place to in, to interpret anything. To change things. You know, to it's just things. straight up. You shoot it, develop it, project it. Mm-hmm. That's it. But print film, there is a lot of things that can go to it. Like you shoot a photo of something and it comes out as, as like looking like an orange mess of blobs. and you know. <laughs> so here what they posted, which is really cool, is this comparison between uh, Noritsu and Frontier Scanners. And these are... You know, scanners that are, you know, widely... The industry standard kind of thing. Basically industrial. So back in the day, you take... Still nowadays, you take your film to the lab. They're either going to go with the Frontier or Noritsu. And remember also that there's a lab technician sitting there and they have basically like... Choices. uh, uh, (laughs) Kind of like filters. They can add points like green points, magenta points to do your white balance. Mm -hmm. But here even you see there's a different contrast level so these are shot at the same time i guess it's the same photo uh sorry yeah it's the same photo yeah uh, scanned with the frontier and noritsu and you can see there's the color of the sky looks very different the colors are different there's more photos not only this one it's amazing how it different it how different it is and like so for example if you are you know thinking that you know uh what is this film again is it Kodak portrait. It doesn't say actually. I think they only say. Yeah, it doesn't say. They just say the differences in overall differences between the results of the scanners. All right, it doesn't say which film it is. But let's say you were. Let's say that whatever it's portrait it is, or something. Yeah. You'd say that. Oh yeah, it has a magenta cast. Well, if you scan with a different scanner, it's gonna have a more, you know, greenish cyan cast. And these are of course already touch-up scans. 
to right. get to the best that you can get and the signature of that of that type of scanning. Uh, but you can see like the colors are really different. That's what they're saying. Noritsu gives you more peach tones on the skin, mm -hmm. I think, and uh, Frontier it gives you more pink tones, I think. I mean, I look remember. at this one. It's a completely yeah, different it's a photo. different photo. Look at all the sunset pink in the background. It's not existent here on Noritsu. Yeah. And the skin tone also different also very different i feel like this one is always like oops what is going on with my brother is going crazy uh, this one is always more cyan yeah i uh, mean here it looks i'm looking at two different screens and i'm going insane because they look different also <laughs> i remember i'm wearing sunglasses in, inside so <laughs> don't take any of my, our or the color advice <laughs> you know what i mean but it's just the levels are com completely different. This one seems to kind of mute the highlights more. Yeah. Like control here, for example, you can see it. Like here, the the face is much more brighter. The kid's face is much more brighter than on this side. The Noritsu is less contrasty, they say. I listen to the description. Um. Uh, yeah, I guess. Even though this one. <sighs> It's so confusing. <laughs> I'm so confused right now. It is less contrasty. The high, the maximum yeah. white point white is higher the, yeah. on the frontier. And the black one as well. And I don't know. I don't know which one I prefer, actually. I kind of like... I think it. it depends on the scene and depends on, on what you want. Here, I prefer the frontier. I, to be honest with you, I prefer the Noritsu in all of them. Do you think? Yeah. I prefer the Noritsu Can in all you, of them. Here, here, I prefer the Noritsu. I think, or I, w I will actually put a couple of points of temperature more. But do you know that this is really like what I do? Like, I will warm it up. up a bit, yeah. Yeah, uh, I agree. But you know what I feel like? I feel like that this one has a bit too much color. This one... Yeah, but also how was it the scene? Do you know you what know? this reminds me? Like these, the ones on the right, they kind of reminds me of motion picture film. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They have they have this like flat kind of look to them. I feel like motion picture film always or often have a like a cyan touch mm -hmm. in on a, the shadows sometimes on the shadows yeah. sometimes on the highlights you see like this green tint that looks so pleasing it's not like an icky green it's more like a nice green <laughs> what is a fruit that is that color kiwi no kiwi is crazy green uh chirimoya yeah for sure <laughs> you can <laughs> you can see it here do you know what i yeah. mean like look yeah. at the sand here the sand is pink -ish, yeah and magenta. there is this one is greenish. a greenish cyan and it's so pleasing. It's so relaxing. Okay, let's me. ask the people at home. Which ones do you like more? Which ones do you like more of what you're seeing here at least? Not that we have the, we don't have the option to choose anyway, <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm curious too. You know what I was thinking? Yeah. I was thinking that speaking of what we were talking about today in terms of like getting, you know, like how do you get people to find new photographers or like how do you get these people to like get recognized in one way or another mm -hmm. and how, I, I have an idea maybe like every week we could just feature uh somebody that like we like their work like you know like feel free to dm us your photos and then we will show our pics of the week pics of the week yeah like we, we I mean, that would be very nice. We had this idea similar. It's like, because I think we're just like 
kind of stopping ourselves from doing things like that because we want to do a lot. So because we were thinking there's a lot of people on Instagram doing cool stuff and we could have them as guests. But having someone as a guest is something much more convoluted because you have to agree on a time, you have to set up a whole episode for it. So I think actually choosing like a couple of picks of the week that we just randomly find and we feature them, we mm -hmm. can give them a shout out, just a message. Hey, we love this photo. We're going to talk about it in our podcast this week. Mm -hmm. If you want to give us a couple of sentences about it or whatever it is, you know, instead of having to be a full-on featured guest, All right. it could be something very cool. I agree. And I'm going to start immediately. How All about right. This? Uh, cool. There are two people in the chat that I've seen their work uh, and I really liked some of their stuff recently. I'm going to just uh, go do this real quick. <laughs> Let's see. Guys, you're going to be featured. <laughs> uh, yeah, you. You. Uh, I've seen this photo. And this was actually, we talked about this before uh -huh. on the podcast. Um, uh, this is Al-Walid. And he took this photo that I, I'm i going to hit like on right now. I think I've seen it from the other account. And I really like this one. It stuck in my head. Nice. I think this was, uh, was this with the pinhole? No, this is a Mamiya RB. Yeah. But I just love this photo. And, uh, you know, he's right here in the chat. So go give him a follow. That's his Instagram, if you like his work. He does a lot of cool, um, uh, does a lot of cool uh, black and white work. Yeah. So, and he was also playing with the, with the pinhole camera. I think this one was with the pinhole. Mm -hmm. Right? I think so. Yeah. This is one of the, we talked uh, to Arwalid a few episodes ago about uh, metering, for metering, for, me, metering for pinhole. And then he went ahead and did some cool stuff. I didn't know. I thought this one was with the pinhole for some reason, because... I, I saw it at the time. Anyways, so yeah, I really love this photo. Really cool work. Very nice. All right, so I'm going to hit hide the display again <laughs> to show you the other one that I liked. Let's right. see. Oh, yeah. All right. I really like that one. This one, right? Yeah. Yeah, me too. It's one of my favorites. Right. So the other one is Devon. Uh, that's his handle. I don't know if you can see it. Devanopolis. Yeah. And I really like this one. Devan is doing a lot of... Uh, six by 17. Six by, uh, <laughs> six by 17 yes. uh, with, the, with the four by five camera. And this one is just so cool. I really love that. Because he also posted one on the server, which is a four by five. Yeah. A sheet of of the wheat field as well yeah and it's the, it also is very very nice but i prefer the 6x17 because it just like gives you it's like i'm being surrounded by the wheat you know like it's more in, immersive i really like feeling. how it is i i really like the fact that he filled the whole frame with the yeah with the wheat with the wheat um he's also doing a lot of cool other stuff like this one is feels so and i really so like alive. that he's choosing a different way to present his work as yeah. well yeah in the beautiful looking profile to be like honest. it's really it's it's nice when you come across something different you know yeah. and i say it myself having my account that is the most typical one which is just make it square and put one <laughs> vertical one uh, horizontal at least it's a little bit organized i really like the one the one with the red ba background there this one? yeah, yeah it's was, really I cool knew, I knew this is one of the first there. ones that i saw of devon and i there, really like it you do like it yeah <laughs> It's really cool. I like the I like the black on red because also the, there's a red. Sure, yeah. It's a very curated. <laughs> very nice, for sure. So Do definitely go give him a, a follow and a like here and there. 
Devanopolis. Yeah. Right. So these are these are the two that actually jumped into my head. Like these are two fo- two photos that kind of stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking that who can I think of to like to shout out and the so those were off the top of my head. And um, if you are interested in being just DM me, just DM your work. You know, just post a photo on Instagram, whatever, and just DM me, and I'll save them the ones that I like. If I don't, if if we don't feature <laughs> it immediately, maybe we'll feature it, uh, later. you know, later. Yeah. And if we don't, don't be discouraged. Just keep sending more work. <laughs> He's like, there are bigger versions on Flickr under the same name. If you want to pixel peep all the wit. Nice, <laughs> cool. Yeah, you know, Flickr. I just he I, is one of the new persons that I've seen still using Flickr. I used to have a Flickr I, when I started. I, I have really old photos there. Maybe we should do a video going through my old Flickr reactions type of thing. <laughs> so, De- Devin, how do you feel like, maybe you can give us an idea. How do you feel about Flickr as a user? Do you feel like it's more useful? Anybody has tips uh, where photographers can go besides Instagram, like uh, Flickr, maybe 500px? Mm. I don't know if that's a still a thing, but I remember it. I used it for like one day, you know, 500px. What do you guys think? What are you what are you using for as a platform to share your work? Where are you finding engagement? Where do you feel like you know do you feel like you're making connections with people, with making connection with like gallerists maybe? Where is the community like yeah. yeah? Because I feel like at the end of the day, it's important that if you're really passionate about photography, you need to have a way to kind of be able to sell your work if that's something you're into. If you don't want to go to the commercial route, the commercial route is quite clear. You know, you got to know the right people. You got to like market your work. You got to, you know, it's a service. You're providing a service. You're a photographer. You become a part of a campaign. You know, just like there are people who are, you know, working on the taglines and stuff like that. There's a person taking the photos and it's on like decent work. There's nothing wrong with it but because you're fans of the show and you're like you you come and watch all of these photographers that are usually we like that we feature and they're you know fine fine art photographers then highly likely that you are um interested in maybe pursuing similar work mm-hmm. and i feel like for somebody like that the only way that you can kind of make, get anything back uh besides the endless amount of fun you have while doing it <laughs> uh is to be able maybe to sell a print or two yeah you can you can market your website like you can have a website and sell your prints on it but i feel like you need a way to get the people to someone has you. to market you right or somehow you have to get to the people right so so that's the thing yeah but that's like uh, where are there people like showing up on Flickr and then you know would click on your link and buy a print? Do you know? I mean, I have I haven't tested in setting yeah. up any store for my work ever, no. so I don't know. So this is a question for everybody. Yeah. You know, maybe you don't. We don't get an answer now, but it's an open-ended. We're gonna be here next week, and uh, if you have any cool advice, any good advice, any experience selling prints or on places where to kind of get real potential customers for your work, whether it being Instagram, what are you doing right, what other people are doing wrong, whether it being Flickr, 500px. Uh, yeah, leave your comments in the yeah, chat if you're, le- if, if you're watching with a delay 
or leave a comment in the comments and then everybody is gonna you know read it whenever they tap on this video we're gonna talk about it of course later uh, some other time yeah um and you know i feel like i don't like this scarce mentality when it comes to anything in terms of creativity and creation like i don't know if any other people on youtube have that mentality for example because we're all like making videos on youtube so i don't know if other creators feel competitive about it mm -hmm. you know but uh, like you know we talk often about other channels on the show and we feel like if you like the show you're gonna like it whether or not you watch other channels yeah i don't yeah i it's, don't think i don't feel is. like somebody else would be making something taking away yeah like our you know audience because they're different people and it's yeah. more personal when it comes to youtube um yeah devin is saying i feel like Flickr has less barrier to entry the tagging system makes more sense than ig and discovery from tags uh actually happen uh groups are all right but there isn't much user, user to user interaction yeah uh, it used to be much much more back in the day uh more people see my work on Flickr by analytics. However, more people comment or DM through the IG. Mm -hmm. All right, so you're getting more exposure on Flickr, but more interaction on Instagram. On Instagram. Interesting. I yeah, I don't know. I think we talked about this last week, but Twitter <laughs> has the potential. Surprisingly, is I missed it this whole time because of the way it works. Uh, all you need to do is like all you need for something to happen is people interact with their work and it's immediately by doing that like i'm I'm much i'm getting a lot of cool photos on flick uh, on twitter because i start following uh, tetanol uh ilford kodak emulsive, emulsive uh, cool camera club i think is the cool name camera club, yeah. uh, so i'm following i these are the first like five accounts that i start following when i like reopen my Twitter with the purpose of finding photography. And just since I follow these guys, um, I see a lot of photographers that I don't follow. Uh, some of them I like their work, and so I follow them. Some of them I just like keep scrolling. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like the way Twitter works is really cool because of the how it shows you stuff from other people that you yeah. already follow in your home screen rather than the broken explore <laughs> page uh explore explore page on instagram it's completely which is broken yeah. basically full of reels that are reposted from tiktok um yeah uh, uh saying yeah i'm in uh, on Flickr before yeah I, I joined 2008 so yeah. yeah it used to be much more i actually made a full group of photographers back in the city where i was living and we used to do like photo walks and meeting up every so often and i got to meet people that had much more experience than i did so i could learn from them it was really active really cool yeah i feel like a little bit like photo clubs are very very useful because you really meet the people that are i guess our discord servers now is like our photo clubs mm -hmm. so to speak you we don't meet physically but we do the same things which is we talk about photography we share techniques we share our work we even have contests all the stuff like that so i think like discord it's in a way is becoming making more transnational photo clubs mm -hmm. in a way 
like this. And I, I, I'm really happy that we we got into Discord and we found these these places and these people. I agree, but still, like now with the pandemic, kind of you know, yeah. uh, you know, slowly life is uh, coming back to normal. People are not on the computer all the all time. Yeah. Go out and uh, find a photo club. Uh, you yeah. know, find a local dark room, a community dark room, if those exist where you are. Uh, you might not have thought about it before. Uh, I know I haven't until Eva told me. And there is one here in the city that we mm-hmm. live in. There's another one in the nearby city, like the next city, basically the city next door. Uh, but I'm, we're in Sweden. So like maybe, you know, in Sweden, these are... I know I was talking to this photographer in California. There was a few, but they're more scattered. Uh, but yeah, check your local community for, especially that most of us here are into film and analog work. Yeah, you need access to enlargers. You need uh, stuff like that. Check it out. Uh, do uh, some search, and maybe if now where you are, life is back to normal, and you feel energized and want to go out, then go ahead. See if there is one near you, and go make friends. Go print some of your work yeah. if you don't own an enlarger. <laughs> Usually those, the way they work, you pay a monthly fee and then you get to use some of the equipments that they have there. You get to go inside the dark room and maybe book it and whatever. Yeah, maybe you pay for consumables or you bring your own, depending. Yeah, Yeah, you can, yeah, basically like developer and paper and stuff like that. It could be included in the membership fee or it could be that you get to use the facility, but you bring your own paper and and developer. Mm -hmm. So yeah, check those out because maybe you didn't think about it before. I haven't and um yeah i think that's it for today yeah i was um, thinking this was going to be a shorter one because <laughs> we didn't find a lot of uh uh photos uh, by gertrude uh, gertrude i keep thinking of astrud gilberto you know, yeah gilberto i don't know how you say her name either she's a brazilian singer i love her songs uh or renditions of jazz uh, songs yeah so, yeah but anyways uh, check her out if you like jazz bronzo uh, just join us so i guess maybe he can start from the beginning <laughs> yeah, so you yeah. don't miss it yeah and uh, yeah again even though i keep hitting on instagram for the time being yeah is where you can find us and i'm assuming is i mean as photographer is where you are uh, you know because you almost know almost everyone is there yeah a reminder bronzo if you just joined we were we decided to you know oh my dms are open the same for crunchy fingers dms or my ideas. Yeah, I'll we'll, yeah. we'll leave our Twitters as well in the description. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll make a link tree for Crunchy Fingers and put all the links. Yeah, we should do that. Definitely. And then you can either share your work with me on Twitter or on Instagram, and I'll favorite my favorites, and then I'll feature them on the show. Uh, and that could be like a small segment in the beginning of every show before we dive uh, deeper into the photographer of the day. Mm-hmm. But I think that's it for today. Anything else? No, just uh, reminding about? that next week we will have the live uh, selection of the winner for the week about way. So that's going to be during the podcast next Tuesday. Oh, that's true. Yes. Yeah. So I'm very excited. The video has 100 likes and a lot of participation. Nice. Uh, so I, and there's a lot of people that they apparently they really don't cannot not afford a camera so they were like it's very generous if we can so i kind of hope that the camera really goes to someone that really needs, needs it, it. Yeah. yeah me too <laughs> right so uh yeah i guess that's it for today thank you all for watching thank hope you, you have for a fantastic 
beginning of the week <laughs> and continue to have a fantastic rest of the week yes and thank you for being here the people that were here but thank you for listening later and watching later as well yeah uh, have a nice rest of the week everybody yeah bye bye bye